This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2106, Why You Don't Need a Peaceful Mind to Experience Peace, by Richard Patterson of thinklessandgrowrich.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you for free, usually from blogs, sometimes from books, either case, always with permission from the authors. We have a bunch of shows covering different categories or topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this to find all of them. But for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Why You Don't Need a Peaceful Mind to Experience Peace by Richard Patterson of thinklessandgrowrich.com. You don't need to have a peaceful mind to experience peace. Peace happens naturally when the mind subsides. When I offer meditation taster sessions to the public, It never ceases to amaze me how people who have never meditated before will often experience profound peace the first time they try it. Even deeply unhappy people are able to experience peace and inner calm the very first time they meditate. How is this possible? It is because the peace we seek already exists within us. It is our true nature. The obvious question then is, if peace is our true nature, why don't we experience it all the time? It is because you have to be still to notice it. Most of the time we are so caught up in our busy thinking minds that we simply fail to notice the peace and stillness that are always present within. Peace never leaves you. You leave peace. Of course, your mind will tell you that in order to experience peace, you first have to sort out your anger issues, work on being less judgmental, become more patient, or free yourself of greed or envy, whatever your own particular flavor of mind dysfunction is. Note, everybody is messed up in some way or other. It's the human condition. There is no distance between you and peace. Whatever the mind may tell you, there is no distance between you and peace, between you and happiness, between you and everything your heart desires. Unhappiness and discontentment exist only as thoughts. When you give your full attention to the present moment, thinking temporarily stops, and in the absence of thinking, What remains is peace. You don't have to find it. It reveals itself when there's nothing blocking it. Of course, most people will pick up their unhappy story again as soon as they leave the meditation meeting. Nevertheless, the fact that they were able to be free of it even for a short time is evidence that anyone can experience peace at least temporarily no matter what is going on in the mind. Many people are like the guy on the long distance train who spends the entire journey with his suitcases perched on his head instead of putting them in the luggage rack. In the moments there is nothing you can do to improve or change your situation, which is most of the time, 
it is better to put your load down and enjoy the present moment. With practice, you can learn to deepen and extend these moments of peace. The key thing to grasp is this. You don't need to have a peaceful mind to experience peace. Peace happens naturally when the mind subsides. Inner peace through table football. As a novice monk, whenever I had an issue I was struggling with, I would walk up the steep hill to my teacher's house. One day I arrived at his door with some troublesome issue on my mind. He invited me in and asked, what's up? Before I had a chance to tell him about my problem, he said to me, let's play table football. He had recently bought a table and was just learning to play. I had a big advantage over him as I had played a lot during my university days and he was a beginner. In fact, I went on to become his football coach, but that's another story. I had one move he couldn't deal with and won the first game nine to one. We got lost in football talk. I showed him how to set up his defense to make it hard for me to score. I won the second game eight to two. He was slowly improving. We had just started the third game when he asked me, by the way, what was it you came to talk to me about? I had become so absorbed in the game that I had completely forgotten about my problem. I struggled to remember what it was. And thinking about it felt like hard work. And even when I eventually remembered, it didn't seem so important anymore. I'd been experiencing peace for the past 20 minutes, even with a ton of unresolved issues kicking around in my head. Paying attention to the present moment. I often use an exercise called the noticing exercise with my coaching clients to demonstrate how peace can be experienced in the moment regardless of the issues or concerns you are facing in your life. I usually start by asking them to bring to mind something that is currently troubling them. I then get them to spend a minute or so thinking about their difficulty and experiencing how that feels. I can usually sense a contraction in their energy as they do this. I then ask them to close their eyes and simply notice the following things. You may wanna try it. Notice your breath as it flows in and out of your body. The sensation of your body coming into contact with the chair. The feel of the air in the room against your skin. The soles of your feet touching the floor. The skin around your feet. The inside of your feet. The back of your head. Your whole body supported by the chair. Breathing. Your space surrounding your body. That now is happening. When I sense they have become present, I invite them to open their eyes again. When I ask how the exercise went, they generally use words like peaceful, expansive, or timeless to describe their experience. And when I then ask what happened to their problem, I generally get one of two responses. They've either forgotten about it altogether or it has moved from front stage in their awareness to being less solid and significant. Peace as an emotion versus peace as your inner reality. There are two types of peace we can experience. The first is a mind-based experience of peace that you may feel when things are going well for you. It is an experience that comes and goes, the opposite of feeling agitated or restless. The second type has nothing to do with the mind. It doesn't come and go as an experience. It has no opposite. It is the peace that is revealed when the thinking mind is absent. The mind is restless by nature. It is never at peace, or not for long anyway. I love the following quote from the Indian spiritual master, Nisargadatta. Quote, there's no such thing as peace of mind. Mind means disturbance. Restlessness itself is mind. You just listened to the post titled, Why You Don't Need a Peaceful Mind to Experience Peace by Richard Patterson of thinklessandgrowrich.com.
Take it to Richard. A sort of argument to the statement that we have peace when the thinking mind is absent is that, well, then it means we should never think, right? That doesn't make sense. Well, that's not possible. We're thinking creatures. But you'll find in moments where we're completely present or need to be, we're at peace. That's usually when it's something we enjoy. This is also known as the state of flow. If you're into sports or recreation, things like surfing or skiing, I'm not actually, but surfers talk about how when they're concentrating on balancing and riding a wave, they're not thinking about anything and they feel completely free. This is probably also true when skiing or skydiving, which I also don't do. For me, music was a big passion from ages 12 to around 26 or so. And playing music can get me into that flow state where I'm not thinking. Maybe for you, it involves other people, volunteering, playing with kids. There are so many different things. And it's true, you don't necessarily need a peaceful mind to actually experience this peace. We should try to make room for these experiences that allow us to feel it. The other argument might be, well, isn't this just like avoiding the problems and getting away from it? Not really, I like to think about it as distancing yourself from the problem and that allows you to see it from a different angle. It gives you peace for a moment and that calms down all your emotions. Often your emotions get in the way, so it's nice to get that distance and peace and then come back and think about it. So try to make some room for that today. And one thing I'm interested in doing is providing a meditation maybe once a week. It'd be a separate episode so that if you're not interested, you can simply not listen if you don't want to and still get your articles every day. So if that's something you'd really want or not, feel free to get in touch. You can reply to my weekly newsletter or reach out through oldpodcast.com. Your feedback is always appreciated when I have random ideas like this. But that'll do it for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow for the Friday show where your optimal life awaits.